Do you love early intervention, but feel like you need more mentorship and information to thrive in this setting? We're here to provide a safe, inclusive community where we learn from and uplift one another. It's our mission to prepare students and practitioners to be confident and competent working in early intervention. Hi, I'm Amira Johnson. I'm Danielle DiLorenzo. And I'm Sarah Putt. And together, we're the real OTs of early intervention. Hey, Danielle, how are you today? I am doing all right, enjoying my day off. How are you doing, Sarah? I am doing wonderful today. Happy to be speaking with both of you lovely ladies. Amira, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. You guys know I love spending the morning with you talking about all things early intervention. Today, we are going to be talking about teletherapy practice. We'll spend some time talking about exactly what teletherapy is, what it looks like in the early intervention setting, but also some tips and tricks to being successful, especially if you are new to teletherapy. We are so excited to jump into today's episode, but first, let's have a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by OT for Life. If you love connecting with other occupational therapy practitioners and getting inspired by all the amazingness that our profession has to offer, head on over to otforlife.com. That's O-T, the number four, L-Y-F-E dot com for more resources. And while you're there, take a listen to the OT for Life podcast. If you would have told me when I started EI back in August of 2019 that in just a few short months, I would become a teletherapist, I probably would have laughed. I mean, one of the main reasons that I personally chose the therapy profession is because I really couldn't imagine sitting all day behind a computer. And of course, now that's kind of what I do, but there's so much more and we'll get into that later. But I'm truly starting to love teletherapy and what it does for my families. But I just think that it goes to show how funny life is and how things work out and how unexpected things are. So I've been doing teletherapy now for about 10 months, which is unbelievable. And I was talking the other day and I was like, I've actually been doing teletherapy longer than I was in the homes at this point. So I am approaching a year of doing teletherapy and I just, I can't believe it, but you know, I'm thankful that I have this opportunity. I'm thankful that it's working out for my family. So Sarah, I know we've chatted before about teletherapy and what it's like in EI back when we did the IG live after the early intervention as a new grad podcast episode, and you've been in the EI world for a little while now. So I'm curious, what do you think? What is your take on practitioners, OT practitioners specifically doing teletherapy in the EI setting? Well, first off, I just want to add to that. I never thought that I'd be doing teletherapy either. It was not even an option. It was not even on the radar of my early intervention location. Like it had never been anything that had been approved for funding before. And so as soon as the pandemic hit, fortunately, they basically were like, yep, go, like stop going into the homes and just automatically just switch us to teletherapy. But then there was this whole like, okay, well, what? does that mean? What what does that look like? Like none of us had ever done it before. And it was such an interesting and unique experience to kind of go through to take our lens as an early intervention practitioner and an occupational therapist or occupational therapy practitioner going into the homes and working hands-on with the clients, being face-to-face with the clients and their parents to then having a screen in front of us. And I think initially it was like, 
how can we continue to do our job based on this new service delivery model? But after a few weeks and after really kind of sitting down and reflecting about this whole transition from being in person to going into the virtual realm, I realized how perfectly poised we are as occupational therapy practitioners to provide teletherapy interventions and specifically within early intervention. And I think a lot of people are going to hear those words and be like, no, there's no way. I mean, how do you work with babies remotely via teletherapy? But really the bottom line for me is we were already going into the homes. We were already a part of the families, part of the family's lives. We are already a part of their routines. We know their kitchens. We know their living rooms. We know their dining rooms. We know their bedrooms. We know their playrooms. Like we already had such a great understanding of their environment, which again, if you've been following us on Instagram, you know, we've been talking about working in the natural environment and how the environment is so important. And because of that, because we already had that comfort level of going into the homes, now we're just going in via a computer, which is different. And we'll kind of dive into some of the pros and cons about it, but we're already used to being there. And I, I think about other practitioners that work in a school or work in a clinic and they've never seen their clients home before. And now all of a sudden they're like, oh, hey, like this is kind of awkward. I've never been in your home where we're just like, yeah, okay, I'm going to sit down on that couch virtually, right? Like put me where I want to sit right there so I can see everything. And I just think that we just have such a unique lens of going in and being able to be a part of that family's lives and already have that comfort level. And then the other thing too, is a lot of what we do within our practice is coaching the parents. We already utilize that coaching model. So it's much easier to just go in and now we are continuing to do the job that we were doing. We're just kind of utilizing it in a little different way via the computer, via the telephone, you know, however it is that we're connecting with our clients. But I do think that we as OT practitioners just have such a unique presence to be able to utilize teletherapy within early intervention. I think when we first started, a lot of the parents were like, well, how is this going to work? You know, how are we going to do this? And I think, Sarah, like you said, it was reminding them that we've already done this. This is what we do. We coach you and we look to see when we walk in that door that day in the home, we look to see, well, what are you guys already doing? Did I come in during a mealtime? How can we work towards meeting the goals that we have for your family that you have for your child, but we're just going to do it virtually. So I think just bringing our parents back to that foundation of what the early intervention setting is all about. And I think for us as the therapists, you know, for me, when I heard teletherapy, and I, I mentioned this earlier when we first started talking that I was like, I'm just going to have to sit behind a computer all day, but that's really not all that I'm doing. You know, I am <laughs> because I have to virtually look to see what my families are doing, but there's just so much more that goes into it. And I kind of just want to spend a little time talking about what you may think teletherapy looks like and what it actually is. And this notion of just kind of redefining teletherapy and what it means to be a teletherapist. So Sarah, what kind of things have you done as a teletherapist that redefines that traditional sense of just sitting here and talking through a monitor, talking through a screen? I think it's really important to note here that I think the kind of general consensus of teletherapy really is just sitting down at a desk at a table with your computer in front of you and 
interacting with the person on the other side. But when we are looking at our clients and the ages of our clients, I mean, we could be working with a kiddo that is three months old that really they have no idea we're on the screen on the other side. And it, it really is kind of taking this lens of redefining what teletherapy is going to look like. It's not just sitting in front of the screen and making sure that the kids are attending to what it is that we're doing, but it's bridging the gap between us and the parents and the kiddos and allowing the information sharing to coach the parents, to explain new techniques, to share treatment strategies, to share ideas. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that, that the clients and the parents will be doing it at that exact moment, but we can share some things and then they can work on embedding that within their routines and within their lives outside of the session. And Something I think to to pay attention here is that typically when we are talking about teletherapy and talking about engaging through a screen, we're looking at that from the synchronous lens of we're there, the family's there, and everything's happening at the same time, which is one of the components of utilizing teletherapy within early intervention. But then there's also the asynchronous part of our parents taking videos of their kiddos doing something and then sharing that with us where we watch on our own time or we watch at a separate time outside of the session, or we find some home exercise programs or some activities that we want to share with the families. So we pass on videos or pictures or infographics or anything like that, where we can then share that with the family. And it doesn't necessarily need to happen during that kind of face-to-face -face time with the family there. So I think, again, this just kind of applies across the board of thinking about it holistically and really going about approaching teletherapy and utilizing various modalities to include within our approach in early intervention using teletherapy. As a parent that is receiving speech therapy for my son online, we are exposed to both styles of telehealth. Now, some of it is Luke on the iPad interacting with certain interventions, but as we all know that kids shouldn't be sitting for that long and he doesn't really want to sit that long and interact on a screen. So we move around the house and a lot of it is me carrying an iPad around and interacting with him in play that we typically engage in in our home and me talking to his therapist about strategies and suggestions that I can implement and embed in. And that's what I really loved when you said that, Sarah, about empowering the parent with just these strategies that you can continue to use in the home. So for example, we were working on Luke completing end sounds. And after I watched his speech therapist model that, I then started implementing those strategies. And then I would send videos to his speech pathologist and get super excited and be like, look what I did. I did. I did this strategy and it was working. And lo and behold, when you embed it into your everyday routine, that's when we really started seeing that progress and making it easy. So again, as a mom of a little one that is receiving virtual therapy and virtual schooling right now, it's not going to be the most ideal situation, but OT are so amazing and other practitioners are so amazing at adapting how they are implementing their therapeutic interventions. And I think now more than ever, especially for us that are in the school-based, you were right, Sarah, we're not really in the home. And now see, I feel so at home because I'm like, oh, I'm, I get to see your home. Now I'm here. And now I get to work on all these things in your home. So I feel like I'm in my element. Whereas other therapists that are outside of not being in the home, I can understand how this is an even bigger shift based on, you know, what you have to work with, with the world today. So again, don't think of it as like, 
a little baby sitting in front of a computer for an hour. It's more about doing exactly that. If you were in the home, you would be parent coaching. You're providing strategies and suggestions. And luckily in this day and age of technology, we can take videos, we can share that and we can critique that. And literally it's just strengthening that parent caregiver child dyad and really empowering the family with strategies and suggestions to do even when we're not in the home. Danielle, I always love the perspective that you bring to the table as a parent, actually going through the things that we're talking about. And I think that you bring up such an excellent point that I feel is actually one of the main benefits of teletherapy. And that's that increased parent carryover. And you mentioned that part of what we do is really strengthening that parent-child dyad. And I think in in that strengthening, we are able to increase the carryover. And that's what we need, right? Like we spend so much time in the homes talking through and and doing this coaching because the parents are going to be the ones carrying through all of those different strategies. So I think that teletherapy has been a a big advantage to us because now we're, we're able to watch parents in their natural environment still and be able to give them specific strategies and suggestions. I have a a funny story that we were, we were doing teletherapy last week with this little one and we're working on some fine motor stuff and we were trying to get him to do like a puzzle and he just wasn't having it. And so I was like, oh, he kept going to the door. So he went to go outside and I was like, let's go. Come on, bring me along. So <laughs> we go outside and they have like a little lay set set up. And so what we did was we started to encourage him to take these little pebbles that were on his play set. And we encouraged him to isolate his index finger to push it into the holes that were in his play set. And it was the most mundane thing, but he got such a kick out of it and he enjoyed it. And I was like, you know, this is the part of teletherapy that I love is I get to just go outside with the family. They're doing something that he wants to do that he's enjoying doing, and we're still able to work on his fine motor goals. So for me, that's a huge pro again, just being in the natural environment still, even virtually, and being able to increase that parent carryover because then the next time they go outside, they might do that same activity. And so they're still working on that goal. Sarah, what do you think is one of the biggest pros that you've seen to teletherapy? Just to piggyback on what you said right there, I think one of the things that I've really seen in regards to that increased parent carryover is also where the parents actually become the therapist and they pick up on so much more because they're the ones actually doing the work because we can't be hands on. So all of a sudden they become the therapist throughout the day more so than I ever realized or I ever even saw when I was going in person and providing services in person. Another one of the pros that I have seen since making the transition to teletherapy is the ability for us as practitioners to access more clients. And what I mean by that is no longer are we spending time driving from house to house, whether it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes. I was just recently having a conversation with a girl and she was saying that sometimes she drives two hours from one house to another. No longer do we have that drive time. Yes, with respect to taking breaks and Zoom fatigue and all of that kind of stuff, but we can utilize our time so much better now and be able to see more clients within our day as long as it works for us as practitioners and we're still abiding by all of our employment rules and all of that kind of stuff. But we really have less time spent in the car and more time that we can focus on our clients. The other thing is when we're talking about people being sick or just feeling under the weather, they might not even be sick, but parents get sick, siblings get sick, the kids get sick, the therapists get sick, or just kind of feel under the weather. And I know for me, like I have a lot of kiddos that are very medically complex. And if they end up getting sick, they go get put on life support in the hospital. So 
any time that I had a tickle in my throat or I woke up and I just didn't feel 100%, I would reschedule that client because I did not want to be responsible for potentially exposing them to something. And, and again, this is even pre-COVID time. Like this is any, any time that I was kind of working with the clients. So now rather than canceling or having to reschedule, we eliminate that risk of whoever it is that's feeling under the weather and we can still provide a therapy session. I definitely feel like there's a lot of pros that come about with the teletherapy service approach. I love, Sarah, too, that you're emphasizing the accessibility and the ease of providing teletherapy services. And that's something that I believe is also a huge pro. As a parent of a little one in telehealth, there are some challenges. (laughs) Luckily, I'm an OT and we try to work around them. But some of the challenges that we have had is that the timing of the therapy schedules don't necessarily work out within Luke's routine. And luckily, we've been pretty fortunate to be able to work on those shifting those time frames. but sometimes that's not always the case. So it's really important to know that if you know that therapy is being given during a time that might not work best for your child to always talk with your practitioners to see if there are any changes that you could be made that can be made. So for example, when Luke started school, we switched his speech therapy from Thursdays to Mondays because and we switched it to an earlier time in the morning because his nap time had shifted. We were able to do that. But before when we didn't have that option, we kind of rearranged our day and really helped him to be as successful as he could be during those more challenging times. And then again, and Luke's pretty vocal when he doesn't want to do something. So we found that when he's during his group sessions, we just kind of mute and talk about it and move forward and then try to jump back in. But I want to stress like, it's okay to walk away. It's okay to put your camera on mute, to shut your camera off and then just kind of take a minute and regroup. This is really hard for our kids. Our kids miss being around other individuals. They miss that hands-on approach. So just be mindful that if you see a, a family muting or shutting their camera off, it's most likely because they're trying to manage a situation at home that's pretty overwhelming for their child. Sarah, earlier you said something that I, and I think many of us can relate to, and you said that teletherapy was never really on your radar. And that is so true. It's something that I feel like it almost just came out of nowhere. Like I knew it was a thing, but I had no idea that it was going to be something that I would be experiencing now for almost a year. But that's just the beauty of being an occupational therapist and knowing the importance of flexibility and adapting. And that's exactly what we have done here. So today we talked all about teletherapy practice and early intervention. We talked about why we as practitioners are in such an amazing position already to provide EI services through teletherapy and some of the benefits and challenges. We didn't really dive into some of the other cons like teletherapy burnout, but stick around because we will dive deeper into these things in the future, including how to navigate teletherapy treatment sessions and even how to do teletherapy assessments. We know many of you are also navigating the teletherapy world, and we want to hear from you. What are some of the benefits and challenges you've found with teletherapy? What are your go-to treatment ideas? Let us know by reaching out on Instagram at EI or our website, therealotees.com. We're so excited you joined us today. Check out our website, therealotees.com, for more information about anything discussed in the episode. And sign up for our email list so you don't miss out on any of our awesome EI resources. And join our amazing community of students and practitioners to get your questions answered and learn from others working in early intervention. Whether you're in the car, on your lunch break, or signing in to your next virtual session, thanks for keeping it real with the real OTs of early intervention.